0: welcome to revival from the Bible the daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the word I'm Ben Blakey today's passage is mark 8 kids just think differently about things than adults do adults uh, should at the very least see things from a more particular mature perspective. Uh, think about you know, what kids get afraid of or uh, the things that they desire. Well, adults hopefully think a different way about those things. Uh, kids get afraid of going to another part of the house by themselves. Or kids, well, they want to sit there and and play or watch TV or eat candy all day. Uh, and, And adults learn, yeah, those things aren't the best or those fears aren't rational. There is a big gap between how adults think and how kids think. But here's the thing. The gap between how adults think and how kids think Hales in comparison to how we think versus how. God thinks. And just like we celebrate the, the maturity that comes when we start thinking less like children and more like adults, we need to value and we need to seek the perspective that comes from seeing things more from God's perspective and learning to trust Him instead of leaning on our own understanding. And this is a big theme that we are going to see here in Mark eight and even one of the things at the beginning show us um One of the biggest problems with the disciples was their lack of spiritual understanding. And we don't want to follow in those footsteps of lacking spiritual understanding. So let's dig into Mark 8 and see what it talks about. It starts with the feeding of the 4,000. Now, we recently read about the feeding of the 5,000. And there's clearly a lot of similarities between these miracles. And you would think the disciples would start catching on. Hey, you know what? It seems like Jesus can really provide. And you would think that the people watching these miracles would say, wow, there must be something about Jesus. He must be who he says that he is. Well, not the reaction from the disciples or from the audience. You see the reaction of the religious leaders In verses 11 and 12, the the Pharisees come and they argue with Christ and they seek a sign from heaven to test him. And Jesus responds rightly, why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, and he goes back to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. He refuses to give in to their demand for a sign. And that's where you you should rightly be thinking, wait, haven't they seen the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000 and and all these other things that Jesus is doing? They're missing the point. And here, we also see then the disciples miss the point as well, because Jesus, uh, they, they forget to bring bread. There's only one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus says, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Now, if you remember from Matthew, he's talking about their teaching, their doctrine, but then the disciples have this whole uh, discussion apparently because they're like, oh no, we don't have any bread. That's why he's talking about this. So because they are so preoccupied with physical matters, they miss the lesson the spiritual lesson that Jesus is teaching to them that's what's going on then and if we go from then and kind of through always into now don't you do the same thing sometimes Aren't you so caught up sometimes with practicalities or even just the necessities of life that you forget what Jesus is teaching you spiritually and even uh, you fail to trust Him? That's what we're seeing here in the disciples. Even though Jesus has proven His ability to them, He's proven that He can provide for them and to them, they are still failing to understand and failing to trust Ouch, because that sounds incredibly familiar. That sounds a lot like you and me. We can get so caught up in in just the daily necessities of our life that we forget what Jesus is teaching us and we fail to trust Him. As you read today in Mark 8, I want you not to think like a child, but to think like a spiritual grown-up. And for you to trust Christ and to make sure when you're worried, you know, how am I going to pay the bills or how am I going to get everything done today that I need to get done that you don't fail to then think about the reality of what Jesus is teaching you through the word or fail to trust that he will be with you to help you. So important lessons here in Mark 8. Then we see another miracle unique to Mark um, in the end Or in the middle of the chapter, verse 22, he heals a blind man. It's another interesting occasion where he heals the man in stages. Uh, He takes him out and he spits on his eyes and lays his hands on him. He says, do you see anything? And the man says, I see people, but they look like trees walking. And then Jesus lays his hands on him again and his sight is restored and he sees everything clearly. Um, and so there's a lot of discussion. Why two stages? Clearly, we know Jesus could have healed the man, even as we've seen, from a distance. He, he didn't need to do these this miracle in stages. Why did he do that? Well, the text doesn't really tell us why. I think there's some good suggestions that maybe this is uh, supposed to Give us some point of reference to the disciples. Hey, you see, but not very clearly. I think that's possible, but the text doesn't make it crystal clear why the miracle happens in stages. And then we see uh, Peter and his confession again. We saw this in Matthew 16. He confesses that Jesus is the Christ. But then we see another way that the disciples are not thinking correctly, they're not thinking rightly. And we see that towards the end of the chapter. And again, this is where we need to have our thinking adjusted, and we need to see the gap between kids and adults and how they think is far different from us and God. It's far less than the distance between us and God. Because Jesus then, he starts to tell his disciples about what's going to happen and how he is going to be killed. And Peter thinks, that's not a great idea. You know, kind of like when you say, hey kids, we're not going to have candy for dinner tonight. We're going to have like meat and vegetables. And your kids try to say, mom and dad, that's not a very good idea. (laughs) That's kind of like Peter pulling Jesus aside here. And look at what Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And that's, that's kind of the main thought I want you to get from Mark 8 is don't set your sight and your mind on the things of man, on uh, just human practicalities. Set your mind on the things of God and have a sense of what God can do. And here we see, not only do we get caught up in the practicals and really we're failing to trust that God can provide for us, we also get caught up in the here and now. And Jesus goes on to explain, hey, the Christian life is not, certainly not, about living for the here and now. He goes on to say these words, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself And take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the son of man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father and the holy angels. So Jesus here says, following me is going to be a life of sacrifice. And you see, even in these words, he does uh, make a contrast between those who have it all now, uh, but forfeit their souls uh, versus uh, those who make sacrifice now, uh, but gain their souls. And then you see even this uh, looking to the end of when the son of man comes, comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. When he comes back, that that is where Jesus is focused on in what he is saying. And that's where you and I need to be focused on. So don't think like a child and don't even think like an adult. Think like Jesus. And how is that? If we could sum up some of what we've seen today, one would be we're trusting God to provide. We're not worried. We're not freaking out about things in this life because we know God can provide. And you may have not personally witnessed the feeding of the 5,000 and then the feeding of the 4,000, but have you not seen God provide again and again for you? that's where what well, we need to trust Jesus and then the other way would be what well, we need to deny ourselves take up our cross and follow Christ we need to obey even when we don't feel like it when it when it hurts uh, we need to value Christ's opinion more than the opinion of the world uh, and we need to seek to honor him and be more focused on the day when he is coming back than focused on what we have or don't have In this life. So let's not think like children. Let's not think like adults. Let's think like Jesus Christ as we read through Mark 8. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.